Good morning. I'd just like to remind everyone that next Sunday we'll be having a voters meeting in between uh, both of our services. Uh, This will be the annual meeting where we review the budget for the upcoming fiscal year. So if uh, we could have as many members there as possible, that would be appreciated. Not only see what the church is planning to do in the upcoming year, but also we can have a quorum then to pass the budget. So if you're able to make it, it would be greatly appreciated. The Old Testament reading for this, the third Sunday after Pentecost. Is from the 19th chapter of Exodus. The people set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai, and they encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain while Moses went up to God. The Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians. And how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the fifth chapter of Romans. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds... He had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. 
Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you. From God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There was once a man named Augustine. And St. Augustine was a Christian pastor who lived around 300 AD. Augustine once said this about a Christian's relationship with Christ. He said, Our hearts are restless. Until they rest in you. Augustine believed the human heart does not find rest in this world. Until it finds rest in Christ. I think he's right. Augustine believed this. And Augustine experienced this firsthand. You see Augustine was not always a pastor. And he wasn't always a Christian. When he was a young man, his heart wandered all around the world trying to find rest. He looked for rest in worshiping idols. That didn't help. He looked for rest in sexual pleasure. Supposedly fathered a child out of wedlock. But still his heart did not find rest through sex. Augustine looked for rest In worldly success and money and worldly honors, even becoming a very popular lawyer. But he didn't find rest there either. Augustine was a restless young man. And it was years later in life when Augustine heard what Christ did for him. That Christ came to die for sinners just like him. That Augustine finally found rest. Finally found where he could rest. In Christ. As Augustine said. Our hearts are restless. Until they rest in you. And Augustine is not alone. In our gospel reading. Jesus traveled from city to city. And he saw the same thing. Restless hearts. Jesus saw people who were sick and going from doctor to doctor, restless, trying to find someone to cure them, to find anyone to heal them. It was sad. 
Jesus went from town to town and saw people trying to be as spiritual as they could. As possibly as they could be to find some type of spiritual rest. Oh, they were pretty good at talking, a good talk to their neighbors about their devotion and their holy living. But deep down, they were restless. They were restless because they never really felt satisfied. They really never felt secure in their spirituality. They were restless. They never felt like they were really doing a good enough job or living a holy enough life. That's what Jesus saw when he went around from town to town. Restless souls. What Augustine said is true. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you. I think this world that we live in is a very restless world. The people of this world are restless. We can sometimes be restless. So many unbelievers think pursuing the urges of our flesh, whether that is in sex or drink or anything else we can consume, that those things will give us some kind of peace, some kind of rest. But none of that has brought inner peace to this world, and they've been doing all of that for a very long time. That's why we Christians should be very careful not to follow this world. They're restless. We don't have to be like them. I really think the world we live in is a restless one. The people of this world are restless. And sadly, we can be restless. Just think about our our homes and what we have in our homes. We have so much stuff. In our lives, we sometimes have to buy trailers and other units to put more of our stuff. But does any of this stuff bring us happiness? Does any of our stuff finally satisfy us to where we can say, Oh, I don't need any more stuff. I'm finally satisfied. I have enough. A lot of times it seems like the more stuff we gain... The bigger chasm opens in our hearts that has us swallow up more and more stuff. I mean, let's be honest. We're never satisfied with our stuff. Our hearts can be restless. Always looking, always longing for more. Or longing for the newer thing, the better thing. Very restless. And we're also restless with the callings God has given us. Just think about all of the vocations that God has given you in your life. Maybe that's as a husband or wife. Maybe as a mother or father. So often we're not satisfied with just these callings. Think of the callings God has given you. The job you may have from day to day. Or if you are retired, the works God still gives you to do. So often, we're just not satisfied with the callings God has placed in our lives. We often crave more. More advancement, more responsibilities, more honors, more money, more recognition. So often, we just want something different. Like Augustine said, 
Our hearts are restless till they rest in you. And Jesus saw this. He saw what all of us go through right now. Because Jesus saw what we went through 2,000 years ago in all the crowds from city to city. Jesus saw people whose hearts were restless. He saw hearts that were longing. He saw hearts that craved happiness, but had no idea of how to go about being happy on their own. We may feel that way too sometimes. But Jesus knew what needed to be done. Jesus knew all of our hearts are restless until they can finally rest in him. We could try to find rest in this world apart from Christ. You can try. But it will always fail in some way. That pursuit will fail at some point in our lives. There's a very good reason for you to find rest in Christ and not to look for rest in this world. St. Paul said something today about what Christ has done for you. Something that nothing in this world ever did for you and something in Christ that you can find rest in. This is what St. Paul said to us today. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. No one has ever done that for you. I don't care how good your mom or dad were or how bad your mom and dad were. None of them loved you so much that they would die for you on a cross when you were at your lowest. But Christ did. No one in your life, whoever you love, ever gave up their life for you. Just for you. But Jesus did. None of the pursuits we chase after in this world to find rest, none of them would sacrifice themselves all for you. But Christ did. Even when we are at our lowest, our utmost worst, he offered a sacrifice for you. In fact, even if it was just you and Jesus in this world, he still would have gone through what he did for you on the cross. And he would have done all of that just for you. Our hearts will be restless. Until they can finally rest in him. And that's what happened in town after town where Jesus went. They stopped trying to find rest on their own. Stopped trying to find rest in their jobs. Stopped trying to find rest in the pleasures of this world. And they found rest in Christ. 
They quit trying to find rest and sex and found it in Christ. They stopped the endless pursuit of promotions and accumulating a garbage heap of stuff that just piles high because they had all they needed. They had Christ. And he became all they wanted. And the same can hold true for you. Our hearts do not have to wrestle to find peace. You have peace standing in front of you in Jesus. And you can have that peace. It's yours. Our hearts do not have to be restless, wandering aimlessly week after week for the latest shiny trinket that might bring some meaning to our lives, some pleasure. Christ brings you meaning. Christ brings you pleasure. Christ is our life. He's the one who died for us while we were still sinners, while we were still weak, to give us his spirit, to give us his life. Christ died just for you. He did that because you mean that much to him. You really do. All of you do. All of the believers who have gone before us meant so much to Jesus that he went to a cross to put sin to death, to put death to death, and to rise again from the dead victorious, to bring everlasting life into the hands of each and every one of you. It's all yours. In Christ, you have an everlasting life. A treasure so precious that it can satisfy every desire we could ever have in this world. I know our hearts can be restless sometimes. But none of our hearts have to be restless. Not anymore. Christ has come. Christ has died for us. Christ has rose for us. And Christ will come back for us. So what more could our hearts ever desire? Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.